Okay, welcome back. One announcement: there will be no book study next Monday. Oh, no, for the holiday. Yeah, yeah. It's another break, but it's okay. A big feast of holiday. Holiday. All right. So we are now on paragraph number seventeenth. Sixteenth. I'm sorry. Sixteen. All right. Oh, I wanted to push it up ahead a little bit. What? It's a good paragraph. Yes, yes, it is. It is. With those who live in the world and are associated with the material things that feed the passions, the demons rage war through practical activities. While with those who dwell in the wilderness, where material things are rare, they fight by troubling them with evil thoughts. This second mode of warfare is far more difficult to cope with, for warfare through things requires a specific time and place and a fit occasion. <coughs> whereas warfare of the intellect is mercurial and hard to control. But as our trusty weapon in this incorporeal fight, we have been given pure prayer. That is why we are told to pray without ceasing. Prayer strengthens the intellect in the struggle, since it can be practiced even without the body taking part. So there we there are these spiritual laws which uh, we cannot ignore and um, because if we don't respect this wisdom which is given to us through these holy fathers who discovered this mechanism which we can find in spiritual life by ignoring that we um, in the better case, we go to stagnation in our spiritual life, or in the worst case, we can really come to death of our spiritual life, that we become only somehow Christians who just come for a liturgy on Sunday or feast and they keep some um, customs. As connected is more with tradition than faith, you know. So, so we have to respect what what does what these laws are saying to us. And um, I think that Theodorus gives us now one spiritual law in this, and uh, and even this his advice or this wisdom he gives us shows us that in the spiritual life. There, there are steps. One step follows another, another. You cannot jump in spiritual life. There are so many people who, after, after they experience this touch of grace and respond to this, so they are like full of fire. And uh, they, they have uh, for sure, they feel that way they can do a lot of things for God. They can uh, acquire virtues and everything, and they really jump and they try to 
level on the level where they are not yet and uh, if those people don't ask for uh, some kind of or they, they don't search for guidance they don't search for some kind of spiritual father I would say or if they don't listen they will really this is like straw you can burn very fast it can burn very very fast but very fast it it goes to nothing and uh, there's always some kind of problem which uh, people have it is it is different uh, I'm, I'm I think that if family uh, tries to live spiritual life from uh, uh, like non-stop so then children they grow naturally and they they are forming their hearts uh, through this participation and life of family so they are protected against this but what it is if if family is not doing that so then for sure especially young people grace in life of children but they come to age when they are ready to make decisions for themselves in this area of faith. So in Theophan the Recluse, he says that God gives this grace, a waking grace. This is a specific moment in life of uh, people. Usually, and most commonly it comes like during, um, between 16 and 20 years this, this year or later, it depends. Even even later, if some people are in bad environment, not not around Christians, but everybody, he says, everybody gets this free grace, awakening grace, and which forces person to respond to make this uh, uh, decision. If a person makes this decision for God so this grace act is acting in him and leads the leads him if person says no to this grace this awakening grace he says that second time he will not or the person will not get this grace easily and freely that person has to beg pray ask God for this like grace, awakening grace. It's terrifying and when I was reading this, his teaching about that, which came from practical experience of many saints, I at first I, I didn't agree somehow inside but uh, then thinking about many, many cases, many people, I, I knew it, it perfectly fits. You know, so it is amazing how we have to be, especially parents, grandparents, how we have to be uh, careful how we lead our children, may they are ready 
to respond correctly on this awakening grace which forces this child to come from faith which was they they were fed by parents in this life with with God to some kind of individual decision and it is always tough moment and the uh, role of parents is really to lead the child that way that in that moment child is making correct decision but <coughs> but if this moment comes for a child or young person who was not formed in family in in correct way so then this zeal comes because this grace really makes this fire he, the person experiences this grace as a, a huge zeal for god and uh, the person is is able to pray even hours or to do easily a lot of things for god and and really it it is like drug i would say spiritual uh, but it is always it it is dangerous because in that state he can or the person can make jump and not to pay attention to his first steps which have to be done and uh, theodore tells us that if we live in world so we are subjects of these temptations which come from the world material things the demons demons attack us through activity of our practical life and uh, actually this is the first step uh, I, I was talking yesterday about that i think is it about detachment from the world that this is necessary to make myself free from the world and if i i am too i participate in this world in this wild wide scale so then i i will lose the battle doesn't matter how huge this fire which grace uh, causes in us if i stay in the world and i follow worldly things this fire will be gone and uh, i miss the opportunity but even we who are probably who, who we made this decision to live with god and to to walk on the path to salvation we have to be careful too because if we are involved in this acti- uh, in those activities of the world uh we will dry we will be dry spiritually very soon and from that we are making steps towards lethargy and uh, ignorance and some kind of 
minimum of some kind of spiritual life. And we have to be very careful because sometimes even like things which are coming to our life and we cannot somehow uh, it's not that we are searching for some kind of fun of earth, um, some kind of just easy life sometimes these things a situation which life is bringing to us um, can cause this uh, can, can kill this fire in us I remember this, it was very strong situ uh, experience for me when we were changing this air condition and heating system in the church and rectory. So, you know, the rectory was like destroyed almost. It was horrible. Well, everything was destroyed, each, each room. And, uh, well, it was from middle of August to Thanksgiving. And uh, so uh, during this time, we lived always like morning, we covered bed with plastic, you know, and evening we uncovered. And it was, and every day you had these guys were going ups and down and everywhere and doing wow. things. And uh, even you tried to keep some kind of routine. And things, you know, I, I felt that while I am really dry spiritually. This was, they took a huge tool, like big tool on me, my spiritual life, because I, I realized how easy it is that those things which come to your life, and if you are really not careful, and I was not because, well, I thought that just keeping that some kind of routine I had before, it will be okay, I will be okay, but no. You have to realize that in these times when there are so many other impulses, you have to increase your attention and to arrange your life that way which would protect you. And now we are talking only about things which are worldly, which are we don't consider as a sin, just things which afflict us in our spiritual life. And uh, they they bring change some kind to our life, and and it causes that uh, our zeal for God goes down, and or sometimes even disappears. But then we have impulses which are, which are really attacks of temptations, like uh, sinful passions, sin, sinful things, and uh, and those are all attacks on us. So we have to be very careful uh, what we are what we are doing, you know that and it it has to be always some kind of discernment before I'm going somewhere doing something or I want to enter to some kind of community to, to of people and uh, I have to ask what, how huge influence it will have on my spiritual life, on my life with, with God. And this is something what, what is uh, 
important, I would say that the same way as we consider like dangers for our body, what to eat, we don't eat something what can be poisoned or you know what kind of food we eat or we don't expose ourselves to dangerous situation which can destroy our body or bring some kind of harm or accident in the same way we should look at our soul and protect soul the same way as we don't eat uh, we wash uh, vegetable and fruit before we eat because we don't want to bring harm to our body and in the same way we have to somehow wash each thought which comes to, to or impulse which comes to our body and those who are as we don't eat rotten strawberries and other stuff we should not consume rotten like situations which or impulses we are coming from the world and and this is this battle we are in in the world and it will probably never stop and if we acquire this some kind of ability to protect ourselves so then we will be we will enter to this arena how these monks are they they left everything they left world they, they left everything to go to desert because they wanted to grow in this perfectness holiness and Theodore says well they are not safe there because okay there are not attacks in this desert area is not coming from world but coming from heart it is this spiritual passions which attacked them it reminded me of sometimes the elders will tell stories about situations that were rotten i at that that illustration that word picture is helping me because in their spiritual level they achieved a fire of charity for all men but yet they also have this discernment that not every situation can be intervened into and rottenness kind of gives me a little insight into what they're discerning that um uh, we should be willing to do anything to help others for salvation, but there are some things that we should not get into, get involved in, um, because they would just bring harm. So, uh, uh, dealing with uh, us living in the world and trying to uh, be a good witness and good good influence, uh, that, that may be what. Uh, this elder is talking. Elder yeah. Theodorus is talking about. Good. You re reminded me of something somewhat like that. Uh, not not too long ago, actually, it was more than five years ago. I got invited to a group of people that were at a parish talking with their parish priest for like twenty years on uh, spiritual development and things like that. So I I sat there and was listening to everything, and as it got going, the parents started getting more. You know, I go to daily mass, and I do this, and I do that, and they're going listing all these things that they do. 
but their family life was in turmoil. Their kids were this, their kids were doing this, you know, sister-in-law, brother-in-laws, and it just turned completely on this poor priest who was a very holy priest. And it started to become pointing their fingers at the priest. You're not teaching our kids. You're not helping our kids. This is, this is. It was bad to the point where I was ready to say something, and he did it pretty brilliantly. He turned around and he asked all of them, you know, all of you that are complaining about this, where are you right now in your spiritual life? Is it any different than where you were a year ago and a year before that? And he kept going back and asking me questions, and he could hear a pin drop, you know, in the room, and then, he, you know, he said, he says, that's what you're doing, he says, then you're actually treading water. You're, you're stagnant. Why would your kids want to go tread water with you? Wouldn't they want to swim with you and get in a boat with you and do this with you? He says, that's what you're doing to them spiritually by not improving and looking interiorly at yourself. And let me tell you, I, it, within about 30 minutes, the whole room changed. You know, the atmosphere changed. It went from anger and frustration to what should I be doing better each day? What should I do? improve my life and improve my children's life. So I see those similar in what he's writing about, the traps. Thank you for saying that because, well, this brings me, uh, uh, maybe maybe I don't connect with this uh, conversation we had before meeting that It's difficult to to follow this wisdom, this spiritual law, because while well, we all feel that there is a lot of things impulsing the world which are hard, you know, for or dangerous for spiritual life, and I think that this is something what we should keep in mind that. We need these islands when we can go and to have safe space. And I think that parishes are should should create this. You know, I I I think that it was yesterday when we had this men's group meeting, and it was I I was really went like encouraged from the meeting because it not only what was said it was good stuff but uh, I had a good feeling that okay if we have fathers who are thinking this way and they have this they they have this view on spiritual life so it means they form children this way and I was leaving and I saw these little guys on playground with mothers and they were playing and they have they were having good time and you could see this mix you know like uh, they were all friends you know so while well, Juliana asked me to fill her like water gun <laughs> you know, and uh, because she was uh, she was together with these boys and others you know that they were fighting they were doing something I think this is amazing, you know, that if if we are able to create this good environment, not only to meet for liturgy, but like to create this 
environment when families can meet and and this they support each other to because even families they need to have company to meet somebody to they need to be with somebody it's not their islands and but to go and to meet it's great if if it is that you can like if kids can play here together and while ladies are talking about ladies things and men are talking about men things and, and it 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 is always good when I am like uh, one part of this discussion it's it's always like good stuff encouraging stuff and so it gives me like hope you know that well uh, it's going it's going well and I think that but we have to do it even with this intention to help each other to create this environment when we can be uh, and, and, and without like, some kind of fear that uh, there will be bad influence for us, for our children. Um, I think that to to we we are supposed to start to build again this Christian culture uh, on on the real fundaments, and I think that more and more people uh, are interesting about uh, to do this, and uh, I think that we put good foundation. Now it it seems that something is growing, so we just I would like to encourage you know to to take this aspect to consideration, to do it with uh, this intention, you know, and to really to, well, because this forms these little guys too. All right, do you want, okay, good. Um, I, you started to talk about it a little bit with like discernment and um, trying to get worldly things out of our lives. Um, I think some of us are going to be in the world like more than others. That just depends on like what their calling, their specific calling in this world is. Um, but and some people aren't created discernment either, at least not at first. Should they like how should people go about that discernment? Should they try it first with like a spiritual father and like work from there, or well, especially because you know sometimes people go too far like one way with extremes like they won't like some people will get to a point where they won't want to do any recreational activity because they'll think it's it's worldly or something like that um. well there is there is a um, Saint Simeon the new, new theologian he teaches that when he talks about this moment when a person is some kind of awakened by grace and uh, enters to spiritual life, he says that if this inclination towards God, uh, the, the first gift he gets, the person, is fear of God. It means that this fear of God pushes that person to to follow God's will. And in the same level, 
is he gives advice to a person. He said, at that moment, this, the second thing he has to do, or first things, is to find a spiritual father. You know, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not something what what uh, we would expect. Okay, to try to pray or try to read scripture or something. No, he said, go and find a spiritual father. Saint Theophan the Recluse, uh, when he talks to parents about raising children, he says that the first friend of your ch of child should be father. Father should be the first and the big and the most serious friend. Second is spiritual father. And he adds, if that person needs more friends, God will give it. But usually it's enough. You know? Physical father and spiritual father. And now, when this is correctly done, nobody teaches that. This is horrible, you know, that, uh, that in these are formation. Special for, this was new for me, you know. Well, I'm sorry, but <coughs> when I read that, then <coughs> it doesn't make sense. Because then you are entering to, to this formation, and uh, if you have, like, friend of father and spiritual father, hey, Helen, you, she's waving at me. <laughs> I, you are so cute. <laughs> uh, so, so if you, so then, then you are you are sharing life with your spiritual father, and then the, he would tell you, "Don't do this, avoid this." I would give you structure to your life, and uh, and. Uh, this is what helps you to make this discernment and not to make some kind of radical, uh, crazy decisions. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay, now, it doesn't, uh, we don't have a lot of really good spiritual fathers. But as Brianchin now told us, that because in these times we are suffering from that we don't have enough spiritual fathers. So holy fathers are our guide. So we should listen to them and to and to go. And I think that but everybody who search who searches for spiritual father, he will find because God uh, takes care of his people. Now there was like question that uh, um, about our like situation in church that the many sacraments or confessions are not very often done. Many people don't don't make confessions. You know that even even like and it was some kind of discussion. Uh, after a, a 
a lecture I was listening and then in discussion this theme came or this topic came and uh, there was like a reminder that one elder said uh, when he was I think it was spicy uh, from Manatos but I'm not sure uh, he was asked why this time uh, why God doesn't give us these elders and uh, he answered that where there is no disciples there is no elders mm. okay so and and this was used this his uh, uh, answer was used during this discussion it was and, and the, the priest said that well uh, we are we are uh, somehow uh, we are horrified that there is not a lot of precivocations but if there is no demand so there is no vocations vocation is a gift vocation of god but look if people want just maintenance if they want okay to have liturgy served on sunday and they want priests for weddings funerals and and uh, baptisms so for sure even one priest can satisfy 2,000 people, you know, but that one priest cannot be spiritual father for 2,000 people. So this like, I think like parish is like maximum like 300 people, it's, it's maximum, I would say. It's, it, this would be tough if there is a real life in parish. For one priest, it would be too much for one priest, 300 people. But but we have to we have to really. This is what what God gives us. If we have this need, He would give us more. I am sure that this is true. Because everybody who searches finds. God brings that that uh, you know. Um, somehow through holy fathers or through god takes care of us does it make sense yes. did i answer your question yes. i forgot what you asked <laughs> <laughs> but if i answer you know i talk too much all right well okay let's continue with reference to the perfect mortification of the passions St. Paul says that they are Christ's have crucified the flesh together with the passions and desires. For when we mortify the passions, utterly destroy desires, and subjugate the will of the flesh to the spirit, we take up the cross and follow Christ. For withdrawal from the world is nothing else but the mortification of the passions and the manifestation of the life that is hidden in Christ. So, actually, he continues in this previous, like, wisdom paragraph, and he answers when we are thinking about uh, how far I should go with this uh, pay attention to the world or this detachment from the world. He said, well, up to cross. You know, this is, this is, there is no limit. And... Uh, 
he says that we have to destroy all these passions which are coming from the which are awakened by world we have to destroy all of them and it might be it might be very very uh, hard very hard and very painful not only painful that we will need to deny ourselves but painful that we will be losing even pleasures which many times seems innocent and even good for us we will be losing friends relatively friends people we are hanging out you know that many times and uh, many things which can we can consider as uh, some kind of lost in our life but this is a way of Christian life Christianity is an ascetical religion uh, it is not religion based on emotions when we wait when something like uh, is awakening us when we have uh, like okay today is day when I feel that I should pray I feel well I this is wonderful you know moment it's, I inside my soul is situation that well, this would be good to pray today and we enjoy this some kind of melancholy in our heart and and then we tell ourselves how great Christians we are you know, but but it means uh, even like prayer life, this spiritual rule, uh, this uh, this rule which we have, it's tough. You know, to get up every morning and to start day with prayer, and to finish and during day day with prayer and to be somehow through prayer, short prayer, to raise mind towards God, it's tough. You know, I can imagine, you know, like evening, uh, oh, I I have so many things to do and to read and to watch or to, to, to arrange. Instead of prayer, it's, it's really, you have to force yourself, you know. Uh, it is, and how, how many times it is, you know, you know, like for priests that, well, oh, I have to go, we have a liturgy. And it is difficult to go in some moments for liturgy because it is not only this one hour. You, you go and you prepare yourself, you prepare gifts, you start to pray, and and so it is like this preparation takes like almost two hours, you know, that until liturgy starts. And uh, sometimes you are not in mood <laughs> to do this, you know. So well. I, I make it too too hard, but but it is. I think that that all aspects are which are connected with our spiritual life. All aspects require a cross. When we have to deny our will, because we are going against this inclination which is in our soul after fall, inclination towards evil. So we, to live spiritual life, it's to go up 
heal. And, and it's difficult, and especially for children, it is quite difficult to accept it. And many times it is difficult. And, and then it is difficult for parents because they feel that, well, they are not doing good things to their children. I was reading, and I, I, well, I recall, like during like summertime, when I was growing up, it was very close to Hungary, and um, it's like 20 minutes to get to the city, first city, and Hungarians part, and uh, close to the city, it was like, well, if I say water park, it is, it would be too much. Well, there was like set of pools with thermal water. Hungary has a lot of this, this place, there's thermal water. The, each pool has different temperature of water. And oh, it, it was a simple place at the time. But well, for us, it was like great, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, usually uh, <coughs> many people, they, they went there on Sundays. Well, it was easy, you know, but like, and, and during Sundays you had to have liturgies, like very early morning, like government order, because of harvest. Mm -hmm. You cannot block people because they need to work on fields, so communists forced, like gave order that um, liturgy must start like at 8 o'clock, you know, that it was to our earlier. So usually people went on the earliest liturgy, which was, and then they went to Hungary. And um, I, I was so jealous. <laughs> and uh, so I said, well, we can go to And my father, no, we have afternoon, there are vespers. No way to go. <laughs> the Sunday was like, no go. And it was each summer, I remember when I was a small child, I, I, it was like, I was sad. Um, I think on Sunday, they, oh, my friends are there, you know. It, at that time it was cheap, uh, very cheap to go there and to pay, so a lot of people were going there. It was like close by. And I know that now, when I became father and I was saying no to requests of me, I know how painful it is. You know, when you say, even to, because of, of some kind of religious duties, you know, or something, you say no to requests of children. And especially, this, this is relatively innocent, but there are activities which, you know, it might be dangerous for, for children. So you say no, but you are suffering. That's a little pain. But we have to we have to understand this because without that we are not growing. And uh, to think that we can create some kind of easygoing religion and life in parish and spiritual life that it will it will bring us some kind of new people to a parish uh, it's it's not working
And uh, I think that we went through this temptation here, I think, in America. When I came here and I was told that, well, you have to take care to have a lot of activities in Paris, which can attract people. And uh, I remember Father Michael Hajduk, when we were here first month, and so we, he lived up, uh, we lived upstairs. Uh, and so he really took us to, to every place was possible to see, to have experience. So we attended festivals, and we attended church festivals, church activities. And I, it was something very new for me. And I said, well, this is the way how to do things. Okay, we will, I have to adjust. And in some way, I, I was impressed, you know, by that. But even this is important, but we have, as a parish, we have this experience, mm -hmm. because uh, I, I cannot, there will be very long list. Uh, when, we, if, when I came here and we started so many activities, it was like, almost like marathon. Really, yeah. almost each Sunday, something. Mm -hmm. And uh, we spent so much money on advertising the things, inviting people. And, uh, and people were coming. And, and uh, even like these like ladies that are selling cabbage rolls and fundraising, how many people are coming here for that? It's amazing. Always new people. But they come from for food, you know, and none of those people came. Even they came for these activities. Nobody was impressed mm -hmm. with parish that okay, let's enter, let's go come here and be fed spiritually. And uh, I was, I was. Uh, it was nice. One lady when we are making cabbage rolls on Tuesdays, every other, you know, it's tough. I can tell you, it's not easy. And uh, everybody who leaves from this space on Tuesday uh, leaves with nice perfume. <laughs> you know, because if you go out, you are leaving, everybody smells cabbage rolls, <laughs> you know, and one lady, she told me that when we finished here, this make cabbage rolls, so she told me that, well, she went to post office here in Barberton, and I don't know what she was, but, but that, that gentleman behind the desk, he smelled cabbage rolls, he said, oh, you are from St. Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like funny, but then I told myself, shame on us. If we are known by, because of cabbage rolls, shame on us. We should be known through, you know, in different way. And, uh, but, but this is like some kind, we see parish life here. And, and I think that it's, it's really time to live this idea. Yes, we need this fundraising is great, and actually even this making cabbage rolls, it creates community. Mm -hmm. But it's fantastic, you know, that 
it's it's uh, I like that. Mm-hmm. It's and it is so many times there are like a lot of discussions over making cabbage rolls, good discussions. But but more it is about this creating this building community. But it we cannot stay here, and we did it. You know, we we left this path, and and I think that from the time we started to feel experience that we started to grow slowly but but still we are growing and uh, these are experience that you might two or three years ago when was then this uh, elder Ephraim from Arizona died uh, do, you, do you remember this mm-hmm. story in Arizona he came from Man Atos because they, his friends or fans, because he was sick, so they paid for him surgery or procedure here in America. So he came and he had this surgery. He, he went through this procedure, but while he was recovering, he was like seeing um, what is going on in churches, and he, he said, "Well, America needs monasteries." Oh, America, he meant Orthodox Church. Experience. So he decided to stay here in America and to start a monastery. And uh, there's a lot of nice stories how he found his first monastery in Arizona. But <laughs> there's another fun story with that. Well, anyway. Uh, but when he died, at the time he founded 19 monasteries in North America, you mean America, United States and Canada, 19 monasteries. And uh, it and they are filled with a really young generation of monks. A very strict monastery because this, this way of life is the same as a man Athos. And uh, when he died, so there was like story or or there was on the internet there was like this comment of one priest from Tus- Tuscan Tuscan Arizona Tus- Tucson. 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 Tucson okay <coughs> and he he wrote that, that for years this Greek Orthodox Church that we were trying to attract people to come to church through festivals, good food, good times, fun and he said, oh, we didn't think about monasteries because, well, we don't need that because we had great uh, plans, programs, uh, which were done with excellent people. We had really structure what to do. But he said, nothing was working. And then this little monk, because he was not too tall, this little monk came and he told us, well, we should pray and confess our sins and live in a simplicity of life and he filled 19 monasteries. And and I think this this is something what I this example how we probably should think that we are supposed to do our job to grow spiritually. To, to follow this advice of the Holy Fathers and 
God will take care of the rest. Connection with the ice, a funny story. We are watching, I, it was like funeral with Elder Ephraim. I think somebody was broadcasting live on Facebook. So there was like procession to crypt. They created in, uh, they built in, they held in the monastery. So we had the, like floor was open. So they put casket down. And you could see that there were monks who took this casket and they carried it somewhere inside. But those who were up, they started to put these blocks, you know, to cover that. <laughs> and I said, oh, I feel sorry for these monks who stayed inside. <laughs> I told, and Marcelka told me that, well, they're not letting them go out. And I said, no, this is like old. Monk's yeah. tradition <laughs> that his disciples are staying with him. <laughs> I, yes, I, I am. I am, and, and I like to make these jokes, you know, like, but, well. Remember Ivan from, who was here from Medjugorje? Oh, yeah, Ivan, yes. And, uh, yeah. So he was here and uh, we had a liturgy and after liturgy he had some speech in the mm -hmm. hall. And uh, we prayed rosary before liturgy and he was like, was supposed to kneel somewhere in the middle of church or whatever. Mm. And before we went to church, I told Marcus Kamiron that, well, this is this visionary Medjugorje and we were praying and he will have vision during rosary so don't be scared then don't make noise he will levitate <laughs> yeah. they believed me <laughs> yes and I am bad and I, I had to admit that you, I couldn't concentrate during this rosary <laughs> because I was thinking, what is going on <laughs> in head? You know, that waiting, that my problem, they are waiting. Is this happening or, or not? So I destroyed for myself this experience. I had to do repentance for that. <laughs> But I have hope that God has sense of humor. Thank you very much. I think that we are not going to start. We will finish five minutes. Or something has something to add to the topic. All right.